welcome. 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 You look excited. I am, and people can see us. Yeah. So they can't see me. I got my back I, like Miles Davis. <laughs> That's some subliminal shit. Because I don't understand what you mean by that. But I know. I am Chantel. Should I use my little stage name? Yeah, use the stage name. name. Which you... is Chantel the one. Yes. The only one. Because there's no other Chantels like me. Anywho. You are the only black Chantel I know, surprisingly. Up. It ain't Chantel. It's not Chantel. It's not Chanel. It's Chantel. You can just call me Sean. Like Sean Carter. Oh, Stop. God. You know, that's my. Okay. I'm like a female Sean Carter. Okay. So, anywho. And you are. I'm Norman. Okay. Straight up from Mac and Bewick. <laughs> by way of. I don't of, think you've ever been to Mac and Bewick. What? You don't look like you've ever been to Mac and Bewick. How, how does someone that been to Mac and Bewick look? Oh, I can show you. Would you like to go? No, there? I want you okay. to tell me. Um, we're, we're not visual right now. Okay, so usually I would expect a little more scruffy, if you will. I am scruffy. And I stank. Okay, I can't wait till we start adding videos to this shit. Nick's gonna be like, <laughs> I'm scruffy as hell. I got <laughs> He's clean as fuck. Nope. Like, this nigga got an all polo. Nope. Like, got on Jabolo. <laughs> J- I mean, Jabol. <laughs> U.S. Polo. U.S. Polo Association dirty US and S dots. I got some S dots. Yeah, they dirty. They ain't even vintage. So this is our show. I'm so excited. This is our first episode. I am talking into the mic better now. I'm learning. Yes, guys. Jill Scott, watch that video. <laughs> Don't play me. Don't. <laughs> Just watch the video. I, that's I've all. I've seen it. I've seen it. Okay. Can do I like touch that. the mic when I talk, guys? Or no? Okay. Cool. Thanks. Um. So yeah. Our show, Pop Not Soda. Can you tell us, Norm, how you came up with that name? I loved it from the moment that you texted to because me. Because anytime it. someone in Detroit says soda, I correct them and says it's Pop Not Soda. Mm-hmm. And we call it Pop here. And I think that's very specific to our region. And it kind of tells people where we're from without being so fucking in your face with it or heavy handed. Like Thank like you. It. Thank you. You're pretty smart. Thank- I'm proud of you. I, I'm a genius. <laughs> Long way. Uh, um, okay. Are you really from East Seven Round, first of all? <laughs> oh, you're talking about my first of all, shout out to uh three thirteen. I got this sweatshirt on actual three one three. Can you please continue to talk to the mic? You move you your head what? too Stop much. You like Mike dog. Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got this sweatshirt on three one three day and I'm proudly wearing my East Seven Mile sweatshirt. Every time I see you, you got on some Detroit clothing. You Dog, support I a you lot. I say every time you see me, I got this sweatshirt on. That too. Because you kind of had a sweatshirt on the last Did time you? when we were here. But no, you, okay. no, no, no. You had on a Blade Icewood. <laughs> okay, shirt. my bad. Yeah. Cool. Because I thought that was dope. I'm, I'm that's saying. that's Detroit versus everybody, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. Always had on some Detroit shit. I love some. Are Detroit. you the type that wear Detroit shit out of town? <laughs> like a whole Pistons. <laughs> yeah, the Pistons. <laughs> With the Detroit versus everybody hat, the Grand Hills, a fake old pop in your head at all times and shit. Mm-hmm. I hate that. Burners more so, but yep. Yeah, I hate. <laughs> I, I don't wear anything in Detroit out of town. No. I hate that shit. Don't want people to know you from Mac and Bewick. No, I, it just look corny. Like, don't yeah, nobody no, give a shit. Thing, listen, the views of Norm do not reflect the views of Chantel the one at all. Nobody gives a shit where you from when you out of town. <laughs> Yes, they do. No, they don't. Every, every time they say, every time I say I'm from Detroit, they be like, Oof. I'm like, they used to say that shit back you? in the day. Now I'd be like, I'm from Detroit. Like, oh, 
What's the weather like that? I hate Atlanta. I don't be in Atlanta at all. I hate Atlanta. I never go to Atlanta anymore. Shut up. My parents live there, and I'm going there every time. Oh, my God. I hate that city. I'll be hating. Okay. So, now that you've told us why. Okay. You came up with that name. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just so excited to have the show going and to start it out um, today. This is really important to me to really get back into um, my hip hop bag, if you will. Can I lift this chair up? This is horrible. Um, <laughs> you can lower the mic I if you need to. Though. I want to be up. Oh, okay. Like I would like to sit up higher. I'll bring my own booty cushion next time. Okay. Anywho, <laughs> I was just saying that it is. Um, something that's near and dear to my heart. I want to let y'all know exactly why I'm interested in hip-hop music. And I hate this. I love music. But most music enthusiasts actually love, like, all genres. I don't love all genres. <laughs> I ain't fucking with jazz. It ain't my shit. I don't give a damn about classical. You. I'm not about to do country. Top 40 pop is really, like, pushing it, but I will if I had to. Right. Uh, but, yeah. Even old school, if you, I mean, it's cool. I love, like, adult contemporary, but nah. Mm, right. Like, I only have a passion for hip-hop music. Specifically, mm. hip-hop music, circa 98, 99, 2000. I know we're going to have a lot of conversations yeah. about that. Um, but that's my junk. That's, that's your golden age? Yeah, man. That's okay. why I felt alive and free and able to create. And So I was just saying, like, my intro to hip-hop, I've had... Many ups and downs and <laughs> many heartbreaks uh, <laughs> and heartaches, but many triumphs. How did you have heart, heartbreaks with music, from hip-hop? With music. I'm going to share it with you Okay, now. go ahead. I'm sorry. So it all started. It was a dark and stormy night. <laughs> That's how people start off their uh, stories for some reason. I don't know why. But anywho, mm. um, it all started when I was in high school, right? Right. So I wasn't allowed to really listen to like hardcore hip-hop music and in one day because you was your hover witness nah because my mom was like nigga nah like okay. we ain't doing that you and you were jehovah's witness go ahead i'm not a jehovah's witness bro. you look like, like one what do a jehovah's witness look like scruffy no you just look like the type that would have been a jehovah's witness no, like i would if i was dating you you would be like guess what i'm a jehovah's witness I'm like damn for real i ain't gotta get you enough for your birthday or, or christmas or get christmas yeah um nah so she just wasn't having it like my mom was super strict so couldn't really listen to a lot of music, and she would be the one trying to enforce me into other genres of music to appreciate them. So I appreciate that for mom. Shout out to mom. Love you. Mm. Um, but one day I went down to a radio station in high school. I think I was a senior, and I said, you know what? I want to work here. What do I have to do in order to work here? And they was looking like, well, we usually don't have um, interns for high school students. You usually need to be a college student to get in. But I was like, well, I'm not leaving until I get to be an intern. I can clean up. I can do something. So they let me actually become an intern. So I was like the first high school intern. You may remember the station. It was 105.9 Jams. Anybody mm, remember that? Yeah. Spud was a host on there back in the day. Y'all remember mm, that? Yep, I do. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I saw her up Spud on the bus one time. Fuck me up. <laughs> That's my homie too. No, I'm just saying. You've been on the bus many a time. Too. I I saw him on the bus. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was on the bus. Yeah. Where you was going? Was Eastland. You on the Mac bus? Yeah. Yeah. That made me chuckle. Yes, I was on the Mac, the 31 Mac bus going to Eastland. <laughs> we went every Saturday. For real? Yes. What time? 
um, <laughs> probably like 10 or something. We would go out to the fucking mall every Saturday on a Mac bus and hang at the mall for like eight hours. Did you used to go to Sam Goody and hang at the mall? In the no, you ain't just staying once. What? You walked That's around a... You just stayed in the Food court and the uh, Sam Goody that yeah, was down was there. Yeah, you was trash. That's trash. <laughs> How you gonna just stay in one? You was what? We didn't have no money. I said corny. Oh. <laughs> okay. Felicia, I can't <laughs> buy Felicia. I can't like, buy. If you was, why was you I hanging was in the food court? <laughs> <laughs> Back to the story of okay, Chantel's evolution into my love for hip-hop music. Mm-hmm. Anywho, am I story so yeah um so they let me be like the first high school intern right so then i graduate from high school right so now i go to college fair state university um when i was there i said oh i want to do more so i said oh they have a radio station here and so then i just decided to become a part of the fsu radio station so they allowed me to kind of learn about some broad like i wasn't in a broadcasting program but i was allowed to help DJ gigs, parties on campus, uh, just do different stuff like that. So it was it was cool, but then that ended because I had got kicked out. Yes, I did move my head away from the mic on purpose because I didn't really want to <laughs> say that out loud, but it's I'm okay. living my truth. Okay, I had got, yeah, kicked, you got out. kicked out. And so, Oh, but before I got kicked out, mm-hmm. we didn't have any music for our radio station up at Ferris, right? So I said... Let me just get on the internet and start calling record labels to see if they would send us some music. Mm-hmm. So I called up Bad Boy one day, right? Like, first person. I'm calling. Pete Diddy, I'm calling. Call Bad Boy. Meet this guy, Billy Orr, via phone. He's like, hey, you sound like a pretty ambitious, uh, you know, high college student or whatever. Would you like to be a college rep? I'm like, yeah. What's that? What, what's a college rep? He's like, well, Bad Boy's going to send you music which is what you asked for. But not only do I want you to get it played on your radio station, I want you to distribute it to all the colleges in the Midwest. I'm going to give you enough product to make sure that you, and like a FedEx Kinko card, to make sure that you can send out music to Michigan State, Central, Michigan, UAD, all of our, you know, Detroit and Metro Detroit, Michigan colleges and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So we don't want you to do that. We, this is a real job, and this is what we're going to do. So every month... I was the girl on campus that had all the CDs, right? Right. Making DJ lists. They were real CDs? Like yeah, full, full albums? Full whole album. Wow. But that's when, excuse me, y'all. Like G-Dep and shit like that. <laughs> it, I totally worked okay. the G-Dep you, album. Yes, you Shut did. it. I did. And you liked it. <laughs> I have a friend who's in the studio, not on the mic right now, actually, but he knows about <laughs> all of the... I feel like you've been around so long that you probably helped me, like, Carry the crates of CDs many times. <laughs> he was a DJ. Stuff. No, 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 no. You sound like one. I wasn't a DJ, but I'm just saying, like, I was always the person with, like, music shit in my room, or I just, that's what it was. So, so then that happened. I got kicked out, right? So now I can't be no college rep if I ain't in college, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Fuck me up. Like, what? Okay, go ahead. I was kicking it. That's how I got kicked out. Okay. okay? We're not going to talk about that anymore. Anywho, so I come home, right? Go back to the radio station. Mm-hmm. But this time I go to JLB. So I become an intern again. College student again. So now they don't let me back in Wayne State. Okay, cool. I'm back on, right? I met this guy. His name is Drew. Shout out to Drew Rives, Def Jam Drew. You already know who you are. A mentor, personal friend, like just really somebody who 
sold into me. So shout out to you. But um, so I met this guy right so, at Summer Jams. Remember when they used to be at uh, the State Fair? Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's how long ago it was okay. that I was working there. Wow. So I met him and I said, hey, how do I get to work at like Def Jam? What can I do to do that? And he's like, well, I'll let you know. Never seen him again, right? <laughs> Never seen him again until like a year, maybe two years later, right? So I bump into him after a concert at the Athenaeum. If anybody, if you've been in Detroit, everybody know whenever there were concerts, whenever artists came to town, they always stayed at the Athenaeum. It was like tradition, that's not the Anthenium norm. I know. I that's was just the checking. Train. Okay. <laughs> that ain't the pon- that. That's still that's the Pontchartrain. That's the damn Pontchartrain. It's the reopened Pontchartrain. Oh, didn't they we change are the name? recording at the Foundation Studio, which is like super dope in here. I love it. But yeah, we're across the street from the Pontchartrain. That ain't the old Pontchartrain. It's called something else now. Go ahead. I'm about to find out. Okay. Google it while I'm talking. So anywho, um, so I saw him in the lobby. Crown Plaza. Oh. <clears throat> Go ahead. <laughs> Damn devil. All right. <laughs> so I saw him in the lobby at the Anthenium, right? I walk up to him. I'm like, hey, aren't you Drew from Def Jam? That nigga looked at me and was like, nah. I was like, <laughs> but you a big dude. Like, he is, like, recognizable. So I'm like, okay, maybe I was wrong or whatever. So I walk to the lobby. I'm walking out. I pull out my phone. I still got his number in my phone, right? So I walk back into the lobby. He over with the, I don't even know what Def Jam artist it was at the time, but he was there. So I pull out the phone and call right there in the lobby while I'm Damn. standing there in front of dude. Like, I thought you said your name wasn't Drew when he picked up. I'm watching him pick up the phone, right? He was like, oh. So I walk back. Is there any way for me to put, like, psycho music in here <laughs> right now? Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, go ahead. So I walk over to him like, nigga, <laughs> I thought you <laughs> I thought you were, you know, why you play me like that? So he was like, wow, you're like super duper uh, <laughs> dedicated to this shit. Like, Psycho. I, just call me on Monday. And I swear to God, I called him on Monday and I was his personal assistant, like for the next three years. Real talk. So mm. kind of exposed me to working a lot of records, like just learning about what marketing and music is, how the radio reps have to have some sort of relationship, how radio works with like new releases and things like that, how to read different reports. It was just a lot. So I learned a lot from dude. And um, so with that, let me go back to my notes. Okay. So I learned a lot from him. Um, we'll have to have him on an episode. But then after that, a young lady, and you meet a lot of people when you work like industry stuff. Right. Back then, they had, like, record label offices in, like, almost every city. So ours was in Troy, okay? We had a whole Def Jam, Universal Music, I should say, a whole office. So every label was, like, in there. People didn't even know, like, that you could work at a place like that in Michigan, specifically Detroit. Um, <clears throat> so they closed that down. But before they closed it down, I was out at a party. A young lady who worked for Sony BMG, walked up to me and was like, hey, I think you would be a great um, person to add to our team, to our marketing team. And I was like, I'm tired of doing internships. I'm not <laughs> doing no more free work. I already work for Drew and I'm good. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And she was like, well, it's going to be paid. I was like, oh, please. <laughs> Let's talk. Uh, her night. Shout out to Sabrina Underwood. I appreciate you. I love you so much. Um, but she came up to me. She was like, nah. So I got Drew's blessing, if you will. Like, bruh, 
I'm about to leave. I'm not going to be able to work here no more because they offered me actual money at like <laughs> at the competitor down there. Actual the money. At Sony BMG. <laughs> like, I want money. Okay. <laughs> so I was able to earn actual monies mm. by working there. And it just really, um, you know, catapulted my love. I was able to do like just so many things that a lot of people never had any opportunity for. Like going to music conferences. Like, I was there when they actually tested and piloted, like, the iTunes against the Rhapsody music. Against, like, I was there to see, like, the turn of how people even consume the music or whatever. Because it was coming from the labels. Like, they wanted to know what's the best way to, like, penetrate college students. And so we were, like, their whole pilot test group or whatever. But anywho, so that's kind of, like, just a small snip snippet into like why I enjoy this genre like to be able to walk in to your job and work a Beyonce record or work a Usher record like can't nobody say they done did that like you can't you have to be no, a that certain. sounds very dope yeah and real. so when I when you were like well how have you experienced heartaches like why is it a heartache because when they closed those offices like they literally closed I was like a displaced worker almost like when the plants closed down like when everything closed down if you didn't have no job, and them old heads was not leaving their gigs, like, ain't no openness unless you moved to New York City, and I couldn't, you know what I mean, or Miami or L.A., whatever. So I say all that to say I experienced heartaches, heartbreaks by not being able to work in that genre, taking other jobs, even when, like, I work at the school now, I love it, but people, when they see me, that know me and they know, like, my history, they're like, dude, why are you, <laughs> what, <laughs> this is not even, like, you, we're not used to you working like in education. We're used to you being in music. Like you're our resource. We love you doing that. Like we think you could be doing so much more. And so this podcast is actually an opportunity for me to kind of get back in there. I know I'm not making no dollars. <clears throat> you will one day. I know I'm not making any dollars, but <laughs> it's just something that'll be passionate for me to do. And yeah, that's why I'm here. I've taken 18 minutes of our. Show. Well, your 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 <laughs> story is much more interesting than mine. So let's you, hear your you story. You should take more. I just like music. You know, <laughs> um, I don't have any heartbreak. Well, I do have a lot of heartbreaks from disappointing music, mm -hmm. like like the pitfalls of like when rap became fucked up to me. Um, I can't wait to hear that when it became yeah, fucked up. it became <laughs> fucked up at a certain point. But anyway, uh. So, you know, like back in the day, I'm an 80s baby. I was born in 81. My mother, um, she just played random shit. Like it wasn't, I can't really say, like I was raised off the Temptations and shit. Like I ain't even going to be fake like that. She just played whatever was on the radio and shit. So, what station though? What stations would you listen to? I don't know, JLB or some shit. I wasn't really into music like that coming up. Like, But anyway, when I got old enough to actually like music, you know, my older, the older people around me play like NWA and all that shit. But when I started to really like it for myself, it was like around the time of like the box, you know what I'm saying? It's so um, weird. I'm like looking at you through the cord, through the mic. But yeah, you're going to fuck it's your like eyes up. Sniper eye. Yeah, I, you look like a sniper too. <laughs> but. So, no, I started liking, um, like, West Coast shit for, you know, starting out, like, Death Row. <laughs> That's random. Go ahead. Yeah, like, Death Row, you know, or, or, you know, that like that. That's when I, like, started being, I was old enough to, like, buy my own tapes and shit, oh, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Tapes. Like, got Doggy Style and all that. <laughs> I had my shit with my Walkman, you know what I'm saying, playing my own shit. Oh, God, you just brought it back. Anybody, can somebody send us a Walkman? 
I wouldn't Please. even know how to use that motherfucker. The the struggle <laughs> of like, cause you know you get like the bootleg. I used to go to Mac and B. We can get the bootleg tapes and it had, it had a print. The it shit was on the wrong side and shit. Yeah, you, you got to guess what song <laughs> you listening to. Yeah, you ain't had no track. The track list used to be mad blurry and shit. You know what I'm saying? You could even read the shit. Like, you like, what the fuck am I listening to? You know what I'm saying? So anyway, we, you know, um, I started listening to. To um, Death Row, and then I became a huge Bone fan. And when you brought <laughs> up the State Fairgrounds, I remember seeing Bone at the State Fair. That was my first concert I went to by myself at the State Fairgrounds. <laughs> it was Bone and the Loonies. <laughs> I was so fucking geek to see Bone and shit. So anyway, I'm liking Bone, um, liking Dog Pound. You know, everything that was on the box, the, the most popular shit that came up, whatever was on the box or whatever. The and, box, um, you just took it back to the box, yeah, too? Juke, well, it was actually jukebox. I for, you know, then they so, revamped it. Right, then they revamped it, the Yo, box. Y'all used to then never come on. Like, you'd be watching. You'd be in that shit order, didn't really like, work. three times. No, it's just... <laughs> right, you, you were just burning <laughs> money and shit. Like, they, they was going to play whatever they wanted to. But uh, anyway, my cousin, Jay Foss... He was like a hip hop head. He was the only motherfucker talking about he loved Red Man, and everybody used to look at him like he was crazy. Here in Detroit, like you know, maybe in New York you could say Red Man was dope and get away with it, but here it was like this stupid motherfucker like Red Man, you know. Um, so he used to always say, "Man, you gotta listen to what these motherfuckers be saying. They be talking about shit." I'm like, "Man, I just want to hear who sounds sweet." Like I was listening to the Dog Pot. I'm like, I love Daz. Like he just sounds sweet. He, he a cool motherfucker. I know him. He is a cool person. <clears throat> yeah, he, he in jail, right? I was supposed to say. Yeah, yeah. You look like you know Daz, but <laughs> but anyway, um, dog food came out, and I'm and he like listen to what corrupt be saying, and I remember listening to New York, New York, and hearing that motherfucker like Ugh. the lyrics. He like break it down, and I'm like. Hold on. He actually mean to say this shit. Like, he's saying metaphors intentionally and trying to be clever with it. Corrupt was a dope. Yeah, and, dope. and Corrupt yeah. became my favorite rapper in the world. Like, nobody could fuck with to Corrupt. No, not not to this day. But at the time, like, I was like, listen. So I'm like hearing him say, my rhyme's hitting split the bricks on the wall. And I'm like, damn, his words is splitting, like, actual bricks. Like, that's fucking dope. And... Then I started listening to more shit. I'm like, hold on. More people are, like, making sense when they rap. <laughs> shit. Hold on. Let me listen to th- Oh, shit. Like, all this shit I've been shitting on all this time is actually, like, they trying to make sense here. It's not about just melodies and nice voices. So, then an album came along that changed my life. And it was it was written by Nas. And that I'm like, this is the dopest shit I ever heard. And believe it or not, I wasn't even up it on Nas at that point. Was the first intro to Nas field? Yeah. Wow. And then I went back and listened to Illmatic because I wasn't up. I wasn't up on Illmatic when my it first came out. Intro to Nas, but yeah, yeah, I wasn't like when Nas like like represent is like. Yeah, I would. I ain't give a can't. fuck about it. I was all about West Coast when Nas when Illmatic came out, and then I went back and listened to Nas, and then. Because I remember asking my cousin, I'm like, "What song should I put on?" He's like, "Just pop that bitch in and let it play." <laughs> and I'm like, you know, so. I started listening to rap for straight 100% lyrics, you know what I'm saying? And and then I'm like, shit. And and believe it or not, I wasn't up on Jay-Z when Reasonable Doubt came out. 
I ain't give a fuck about him because at that point when I started listening to rap, like for lyrics, like if you came out with something that even seemed a little bit commercial to me, I didn't like it. So like when he came out with that, ain't no nigga like the one I got. I was like, oh, that popcorn bubblegum shit. That's my favorite. I was like, I don't like that. <laughs> but then he dropped that Maxi single with Dead Presidents. Yeah. And I heard that shit. And I was like, oh shit, he really can rap. So then I went back and listened to Reasonable Doubt. Heard the evils. The evils fucked my mind up when he was talking about feeding, you know. she kept He kept feeding her dollars till the shit started to make sense like that. And I'm like, shit, he dope too. Then that's when I became enamored with East Coast music. And then it just evolved. And then I became obsessed with lyricism. And to this day, I'm obsessed with lyricism. And um, you want to talk about it. Hmm? And you want to talk about it, don't you? Yes, I do. And that leads me to the heartbreak part. And we'll talk more about it. But when lyricism became nothing. (laughs) (laughs) That's when your heart got broken. That's when I was like, this shit, the shit I've been. Because we would be on the phone, like, me and my, we would be on the phone for hours just breaking down lyrics. Like, like, okay, when when cannabis came out. (laughs) That we compare, we talking about cannabis. Like, listen, what this motherfucker said here. And, totally you know, like deer in headlights. Huh? Cannabis is not was not never one of the ones I like. Oh God, when cannabis, when he like, said he no. he charged motherfuckers to breathe and shit. Like, like he sucked all the oxygen out the world and started charging motherfuckers for oxygen and shit. Like the way and he worded that shit in rhyme form. Lauren Hill coming out with her. Shit. It was it was just crazy. Just every month it was a different concert. Those were the good days. And then one day or one at, at, at a certain period of time, your boy came along and fucked everything all up. My boy came along. Who that yeah, is? Yeah, Master P. <laughs> First of all, I'm yep, you to respect your, Master your, P. Your First boy Master all, P came along and started and getting all his fucking guys. cousins, whoever the fuck he knew on the block in, in the fourth ward or wherever the fuck he was <laughs> fifth from. Ward. Fifth ward. Said, hey, man, I got somebody that do beats. Why don't you just jump on this motherfucker and record something? And he was dropping 12 albums a day. <laughs> hey, speaking of his albums, who was his graphic designer, dog? He was. <laughs> Remember the album? Yeah, he just, he know, just got some motherfucking rhinestone pictures, put them on. <laughs> the, the, the printed. I don't man. even know how, how that was. First of all, you knew a Master P record, like, point blank period when you saw it. like. Yeah, I know. But knew, then... then but like he, a blurry graphic. And, and he became the hottest shit in rap without even rapping shit. That's and all right. lyricism just went away from there. Like, then Cash Money came out. And I mean, make him say, uh, you ain't about the shit on that, dog. Period. Well, say, quote a lyric from there, please. Make him say, uh. No, quote that. Quote, quote <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so I go from if I rule the world to make him say, uh. You know, and... and that's and we got people like we got people like you, you know what I'm saying, walking down the street with your bandanas on, <laughs> and everybody wanted to come out and rap, and nobody well, actually part. had to rap. I know <laughs> a part. It don't stop. We can't stop. Yeah. We just so. Yep. No, no, yep. no, no, no. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker. Th- yeah. Nah, 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 nah. Look that shit up on Rap Genius. I want to know what that part. So I look it up, man. Yeah, you know what? That'll be fun. Please. So that that you know, man, I I didn't have like, you know, I dabbled in the rap world, you know, battle raps and shit. But 
That did was, you used to go to like that was more embarrassing gear? than than anything, huh? Did you used to rap like actual yeah. battle battle people? Yes. Oh my god, we are totally doing a, a battle rap episode one day. Yeah, I we we wait. used to. Do, are, do you know about battle rap? For real? No, I'm <laughs> I, not everybody. I don't watch <laughs> the shit anymore. Oh, it's the show. I know they rap like uh, smack smack rap and rap battles and all that shit. I remember those DVDs. No, I used to actually go to. Rap battles. Yeah, yeah, like when they have instrumentals the, and shit. Uh, Michigan building. Did you? Yeah, that was with proof in them. Yeah, yeah, but I never went to <laughs> those. But all those people that I battled them, you know, like oh, we used to go to we used to go to Ann Arbor at the Blind Pig. Yeah, like yeah. every month, battle there. St. Andrews, we battled there a lot. Everywhere, shit, everywhere we could battle. But it used to be like Quest McCody, um, shit. Never heard of that. Yeah, but he he. What? <laughs> <laughs> I did. I never heard of it. But uh, X Factor. You ever heard of X Factor? At never. least. God, well, you don't watch battle rap. These are fucking battle rap legends in, the, in Detroit. To That's gonna be but, your niche. Yeah, we, we'll talk about battle rap. We might be able to bring them through. But you know, dope. We we used to have to battle on instrumentals. It wasn't like it is now. Like yeah, you, you used to have to just take whatever they gave. Yeah, off the, the basement. How it used to be. And your and your peoples came and what did a battle because they your people. Like JLB, one of them fucking radio stations uh, had a battle some at some club, <laughs> and all of us like veteran battle rappers were in it and shit. And they. <laughs> I don't forget they put hey, on. What was your stage name? I'm sorry, I'm listening. To, I'm my, thinking about my the stage other name was Abnorm. That, like my, oh, for real? my Instagram name. Wow. Okay, good. So, um, <laughs> we only got 22 more seconds, Doc. You think we? Didn't they made me that? rap over Black Rob. Whoa. That's fucking dope. I love Whoa. It's always gonna close the show out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go to the next one. See you on the next episode. Can't stand her. Bye. <laughs>